Busey Wealth Management, we're proud to partner with individuals, families, and foundations, ensuring possibilities become achievements. From preserving and enhancing your assets to securing your legacy for future generations, we're focused on your success. Busey Bank, building business, growing wealth. Since 1868, member FDIC. And Nigel. Can you believe these characters are weirdos? So let's rock! My name is Nigel. Jason Hammer right over there. It's kind of interesting amid speculation that RNC Chair Ronna McDaniel will be stepping down. I don't think she's officially announced that she's going to step down, but. She's know, being told, you're stepping down. Yeah, so it looks like <laughs> some RNC spokesman said everything's fine, everything's normal, no decision's going to be made about uh, future plans until after the South Carolina primary. But anyway, Donald Trump. Uh, former President Trump has uh, come out in support of a new RNC chair. This guy's name's Michael Watley. He's the North Carolina GOP chair, head of the Re- Republicans there in North Carolina. This is a guy that was on Bush's recount team in the uh, early 2000s, later worked in the Bush administration in the Energy Department, and uh, really, really w- stuck by Donald Trump during the whole stop the steal election fraud thing so he is he is a loyal loyal guy to trump and this is who trump is endorsing to lead the republican um uh, national committee now he's also saying that he wants his daughter-in-law laura trump to be the co-chairwoman so he's going to go with the guy that's been incredibly loyal to him standing by him during the whole stop the steal thing and also, having Laura Trump, his daughter-in-law, serve as the co-chair. She would be the co-chairwoman. So I don't know where I'm at on this, man, because it feels like the RNC needs a jolt of somebody maybe a little younger. You know, I was kind of hoping for somebody like Scott Pressler, who's a guy that's really young, but dynamic fundraiser, gets boots on the ground, helps Republicans get elected. Uh If you haven't followed him on social media, check him out. Long-haired dude. I was kind of hoping for him or Harmeet Dillon. We've had Harmeet on the show before. She's an attorney, and her specialty is not only fundraising, but fighting legal stuff as well. So either one of those folks, that's kind of who I was hoping for. I don't know if Michael Watley really does a lot to energize the base other than maybe just help Donald Trump. Democrats criticizing the decision, quote, with his endorsement of election-denying conspiracy theorist, blah, 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 blah. So I think it was a guy that's going to be who was loyal to Trump during that time frame. I do think it's interesting that Donald Trump is already, you know, starting to name people. He hasn't been elected. (laughs) We haven't had the election yet. He's already started. Hey, Ronna, you need to step down. Well, you're not exactly in power yet. But true, but he's right about Rana. No, no, I Rana's got to go. Yeah. Like you can't just lose election after election and underperform election after yeah, election and keep your gig. And the RNC needs money. They need. need I think they're a million dollars in debt. They only raised like eight million dollars in the past few months. This time, uh, I don't know. In 2016, before that, it was like they had like 15 million dollars in the coffers. I have to go back and look at those numbers, but it's. Yeah, some changes need to be made there at the uh, at the top there. And there needs to be some clear messaging from the top because the Republicans 
they're in a bit of a little civil war right now. You've got the America first Donald Trump MAGA Republicans, if you want to call them that. And on the other side, you've got the establishment, old Mitch McConnell, business as usual Republicans. Well, I think the younger group, they lean more toward the Donald Trump America first side than they do the Mitch McConnell side. But both sides exist. And right now, they're kind of cannibalizing each other, and it's mixed messaging. Like, look what's happening with this situation of funding other countries' wars. It's mixed messaging, and that's hurting the party as a whole. And the Democrats are unified. Say what you want about the Republicans, but the Democrats are, uh, they, especially in terms of their support for Joe Biden. Now, the mainstream media may be on a different level than the politicians in Washington, the Democrats, but they are all 100% in behind Joe Biden. Even if they don't mean it. Like when you hear Gavin Newsom come out and Chuck Schumer come out and say, oh, Joe Biden's fine. There's nothing to see here. They don't mean it. They know there's a problem. That's why they're coming out and making statements. But they're saying all the right things. You look at the Republicans. You've got some hot take machines on both sides that are not afraid to call each other out. And ultimately, is that good for business? Is that good for fundraising? Now, speaking of Joe Biden, a new poll is out, Nige. Make sure you're sitting down for this one, because this one, this one's a surprise. Majority of Americans think Joe Biden is too old. Mm. Wow. <laughs> Let me, whoa, that knocked me off my feet. I can't believe it. Well, even, how many of those Americans are going to vote for him in the next election? Though? That's, that's what the I, thing. I was going to say the exact same thing. Even though they come out and say this in a survey, I promise you, They're going to go vote for Joe Biden in the general. Same thing with all these people bitching about being in a sanctuary city in Chicago. They're mad. They're going to council meetings. They're ticked off about all these illegal aliens coming into their city. And their way to fix that is to keep voting for the exact same people that are allowing it to happen. The exact same party. You're right. They're not blaming Joe Biden. They're blaming they are blaming like the governor of Texas for busing all the illegal immigrants to their sanctuary cities. That's right. That's where the blame lies. And that's the wrong message. My favorite thing is when somebody has had enough of ridiculous policies, whether it's in California or New York, and they move to somewhere like Florida or Texas, but they keep voting for the same crap that they left behind. You know, I see it a lot. I just don't understand it. You know, it's wild how people are just so wed to a letter. Now, there are Republicans like that, too. Let's not get it twisted. But I think on this show, we do a pretty good job of calling everybody out. Maybe I'm the bad guy. I didn't vote for the mayor's race in Indianapolis because even though Boss Hogshead is one of the great zeros of all time, I wasn't going to vote for Jefferson Shreve, who was blaming me as a law-abiding gun owner for the problems. Neither one of those clowns deserved my vote. So we keep it honest on this show. Say what you want, we keep it honest. And Jon Stewart, to his credit, I thought he was pretty honest last night on his return to The Daily Show. Uh, He hasn't been on The Daily Show for... Ten, I mean, seven, ten years. It's been I mean, a while. Like, like he left his role there and 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 started producing stuff. And he had an unsuccessful Apple series that was just it just bombed. 
But um, yeah, he is hosting the Daily Show. What once a week now? He's on, on Monday. Comedy Central. He's the Monday guy, That's and they keep rotating hosts in. And honestly, the Daily Show has been awful since he left. Trevor Noah was never funny, and the rotating guest hosts they've had have not been funny. John Stewart's a lefty. But at least he will call out some folks on his own side of the well, aisle. You remember he was on Colbert maybe last year, Stephen Colbert, or I think it was last year, and really called into question the origins of COVID. He's like, yeah, I'm thinking it probably came from a lab, <laughs> not a wet market. He made a whole joke of it, a whole bit of it. It was really, it was pretty funny, actually. And right. It was pretty controversial. So last night on his return to The Daily Show, Jon Stewart was making fun of how old and decrepit Joe Biden looks because Biden turned down that Super Bowl interview and instead decided to do some cringeworthy video on TikTok. Yeah, it was brutal. Oh, it looked horrible. Super Bowl was on Sunday and the president was offered a chance, as per tradition, to do an interview where millions and millions of people could see him competently and clearly lay out his 2024 agenda. Or he could just turn that down and do what this is. The Biden-Harris campaign joined TikTok over the weekend. The first video was released during the Super Bowl and it shows President Biden answering questions related to the big game. Game or halftime show? Game. Jason Kelsey or Travis Kelsey? Mama Kelsey. Mama Kelsey. Great chocolate chip cookies. <laughs> Fire everyone. <laughs> he just looks so old and out of touch standing there trying to do that TikTok video. I thought TikTok was like uh, Chinese uh, mind control. I thought like most uh, people, I, I thought, you know, uh, the department officials there in Washington, D.C. weren't even allowed to have TikTok on their cell phones. Well, knowing what we know about Joe Biden, he probably downloaded that himself. Yeah. <laughs> They've got the Chinese spyware set up in his office. The same dude that let the spy balloon just cross the country. You don't think he wasn't going to download TikTok? <laughs> Hell no, he was going to let that happen.